Hello and welcome into a special edition of the Talking Shop podcast. This is your host, Matt Matera. I'm going to be joined today by San Francisco Giants baseball diehard fan, Matt Klein. And we're going to talk through all the storylines for game five of this of this big time game between the Giants and the Dodgers. So without further ado, let's kick this off. Welcome. Welcome to the Talking Shop Football Pod. Al, your host. Matthew Matera. Football in the States is my specialty. That's how we did this show. Right. Tampa Bay is an excellent, excellent football team. You ready to let the dogs out? You think you're so funny, huh? Funny how? I'm really trying to sort of keep it together and be like cool about this. They kick the ball off to you, you get the ball. You run with the ball, they tackle you. A lot has been made about the great running backs. The New York Giants. So many good things have been happening. Now, let us begin. Yo. Yo, welcome in. How's it going? All right. So, obviously, we have to do this because, you know, this is primarily a football podcast, but we talk about other sports and, like, you know, where we live in San Francisco, this is the biggest thing to happen in years. We got the Giants versus the Dodgers. Game five. Combined, they have 109 wins. Game five is tomorrow night, Thursday night, 6.07 start. First off, from a diehard Giants fan such as yourself, if you could give me one word about how you're feeling about tomorrow night's game, what would that be? Matt, I just want to take a second to, uh, you know, thank you for having me on. It's quite an honor to, you know, find room for my uh, my Giants in your, your football podcast. So I appreciate it. Um, the respect and time it, it deserves in this, uh, you know, playoff run. Um, with that said, you know, tomorrow is it, it couldn't be more of a coin flip than you know any other game I've seen in my life. I, you go back to game one, we were we were more nervous going into game one with Scherzer with Webb, not sure what he's going to get out of him, and you know, he pitched last he pitched last lights out. Posey, you know, set the tone with a three. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I, got a lot, I got a lot of questions. The first question okay. was if, if there's one word, and I appreciate you coming on because I've been swept up in this Giants mania only in the last, you know, month. But, you know, you ride and die with this team. So I wanted to have an expert on, an expert fan on to really walk me through what's going on here. But first, I want to feel out the the tension in the room, like what are Giants fans feeling? Are they feeling lucky for being here, excited, anxious, nervous? Like what, what is it that you're feeling right now? Giants fans, the mentality is ring or bust. I mean, we had three rings in five years and two of those were wildcard teams. So when we make the playoffs, we expect to, you know, take it home. All uh, right. With that said, we haven't faced a team like the Dodgers. And I, again, I think tomorrow is, you know, 51% Giants, 49% Dodgers. So I like our odds. Awesome. So for the casual fans that are just tuning in to the the playoffs, I've, I've heard a lot of takes um, on the Giants and a lot of commentators and baseball writers are saying that this game felt inevitable. Can you describe what they meant by that? I don't think I don't know what they mean either. I mean, you know, we took one in San Francisco. We took one in L.A. We could have taken it. We could have ended the series yesterday. So I don't think it's felt inevitable for me. I just want to win every game we can. I don't care where the season ends. But it's it's definitely a good story, right? The two best teams in baseball, they've been neck and neck the whole year. Um, and I guess, it, it, if anything, it, it makes sense that it's it's going to end in five games. It's not that it was inevitable, but it's probably the way it should have been. Yeah, adding up um, wild card games and postseason wins, they're both at 109 wins now, the Giants and the Dodgers. So uh, pretty 
historic years for both franchises and to play each other this early in the playoffs. I mean, obviously same division and all, but um, it's pretty funny that they have to have this matchup now instead of, you know, in uh, maybe in the uh, NLCS. Yeah. You'd like to see these guys butted out for a seven game series, but at the end of the day, I think this is pretty rare situation where you have the two top teams in baseball in one division. Uh, I don't want to go back to the record books, but I'm not sure if that's happened before. And I know we haven't faced the Dodgers in the postseason before. So, you know, I'm not, you know, screaming to the heavens to change the playoff format in baseball. Just because I don't think this has happened very often. And uh, I don't think it will happen in the future. All right. So pitching for the Giants tonight, Logan Webb, sorry, tomorrow night, Logan Webb. Um, he's Giants rookie. Uh, he pitched incredible on, in game one, seven scoreless innings. Um, what, uh, how many innings would, would you like to get out of him, see out of him tomorrow night? Well, after last night when our pen was completely depleted and I mean, I'm sure their arms are a little shot and, you know, maybe they were tired going into the game because they couldn't throw strikes, you know, across the board. So I want, you know, seven innings out of Webb and I think that's greedy, but if he can get three runs, seven innings, I'd be very happy with that performance and he'll get, you know, standing ovation when he hits the dugout. Yeah, even in game one, just as a casual fan watching, I I thought they might have pulled them like a little bit early, but maybe it was, you know, in the hopes that they could have him completely fresh for this game. Um, I know he pitched seven innings, but he let one guy on base. And I'm like, you know, just let him him finish this out. I think it was two nothing at the time. But um, maybe that's just a a classic baseball move where, you know, just get him out of there. I know he's only pitching 85 pitches, but, you know, keep him fresh for game a later game in the series. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember who the guy is, right? He's not, he's 24 years old. He's never pitched on this stage before. You're not sure when the moment's going to hit him. And I think Gabe's been doing good pulling the, pulling the strings throughout the series. If, you know, if anything, you know, yesterday was a little suspect and it was more of a game management. It was out of their hands pretty early. So mm-hmm. I think he did the best he could to try to preserve the arms and um, we'll be in good shape bullpen wise tomorrow. And also we got, you know, Gosman available out of the pen if, things go right for Webb, so you know everything's looking okay I'm, I'm more worried about our offense than our defense at this point yeah i think alex wood might be available in relief as well um but yeah so giants hitting so the team is batting 184 for the series dodgers have 10 more hits than the giants um are you worried about the giants bats or is it just a uh, too small of a sample size here like four games into a series uh i've been worried about the bats going into the series that's especially long ago. Chris Bryant's woken up, but he had a um, slow end to the year, Um, you know, but you you see the guys like Crawford and Posey on deck and in in the hole, and you still feel confident with that coming up. So I know Crawford came up with a, a, you know, a double last night with nobody on and nothing came of it, but it's still, still good to know that, you know, they got their, they got their weapons in the, in the lineup and it just takes one swing. So the the guys won't press their veterans. They've been here. Um, They know what it takes. I don't think it, they're going to, you know, lose too much sleep over the last few games. Yeah. And the defense from those two guys you mentioned, Crawford and Posey has been great too. Crawford had that incredible grab um, on uh, in game three and Posey has been, been calling great games from behind the mound. So um, is that what yeah. they call what that what they say in baseball? Calling great games. I mean, you know, sure. yeah. Right. No, he's caught like 14 postseason game shutouts himself. And I think, the wow. Dodgers of the franchise have 20 postseason shutouts. So <laughs> kind of puts it in perspective what Posey is able to do. And, you know, yesterday it kind of looked like he was getting a little frustrated with the relievers, not being able to find the strike zone. And 
he's trying to slow the game down for them and it just didn't work out. But it kind of reminded me of, you know, a dad trying to play catch with a kid <laughs> in his backyard, just, you know, don't get too big into the moment. And it's just the two of us out here We're just playing catch, but unfortunately it didn't work for any of them. Yeah, that was tough. Um, but like you said, they still kept some arms fresh for tonight or for tomorrow night. So that's the, uh, that's the important part. Um, one more question on the Giants before we switch to uh, the opponents here. How much credit do you give to the president, Farhan uh, Zadi, Zadi, and manager Gabe Kapler for the season? And who do you give more credit to? Uh, it's hard to say. I feel like Gabe is a numbers guy. You know, he's going to, you know, do what the you know, analytics tell him to do. But with that said, you got to, you know, trust the people around you. And he's taking their advice and it's worked out so far. And then Farhan, it, you know, he's got credit for the starters, obviously, Gosman, Wood, Scafani, they came out of nowhere. Um, none of them are signed beyond Webb, so that's something he'll work on next year. But, you know, the core has been there before he got there. So, you know, between Belt, Posey, Crawford, Longo, it's hard to imagine that they had the year that it, they did this year, but that that's not something you can really, you know, give credit to Farhan for. But with that said, mm-hmm. our farm system is unbelievable, and he's getting all the credit in the world for that. Awesome. All right. Dodgers opponents here. Um, so we're going up against uh, Julio Urias. Julio. Yeah. Arias. 20 game winner. 20 game win. Yeah. Is that, am I saying that right? I don't do a lot of uh, scouting reports on Dodgers baseball throughout the year, but Julio Urias. You got it. Urias. Yeah. So what's the deal with him? Do we have to get his pitch count up early? We have to, um, you know, is he a, does he give up? big hits um or what, what's the deal well what we saw him in game two he looked pretty good i think one run over you know four and a half or something mm-hmm. four and a quarter um so you know he's he's the same guy he's going to be all year he throws strikes he throws hard i think you got to be patient work to count early um and obviously we want to get to the pen early that's the, that's the model to beat him um but it's not, it's no bigger test than what we've seen with Scherzer Bueller twice now. Um, that's just how, how it goes when you play the Dodgers. They have aces across the line. Yeah. Uh, Dave Roberts hinted a little bit, say that Scherzer could be available to come in relief. So we'll see if they need him. Um, yeah. If they pull him in, we're in a good spot. So. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So if we see Scherzer, that, that means that they, uh, they've had to reach, reach pretty deep. We'll fill off a little bit. Um, so Justin Turner, um, he looks like a bad man when it comes to the plate, man. He, uh, I, I, I can't believe that he's only two for 21 in this series. So is that, can that continue through game five or is he bound to get a big hit in this, in this series at some point? I think he can, but to be honest, I don't look at him in that fast any more different than the rest of the lineup. You know, mm-hmm. top to bottom, you're worried about one swing of the bat. You know, that guy, Chris Taylor, was slumping throughout the, the end of the season. He hit the game-winning home one wild card game, and, you know, you're waiting for him to do it again. So Who's that guy that pitched it in game three and almost hit the home run with two outs in the ninth? Gavin Lux. And yeah, that's Lux. Good. That's going to be a home run, like, 90% of the time. So. Yeah, in game four, I think he went two, two for two or three for three. He got on right. base every time. Like, he came out of yeah. – yeah. Did he come out of nowhere, or is that just me? Because he came in and pitch hit, and I thought – he he was a pretty highly touted prospect. He's just a young guy that's you know starting to get yeah. more time in the big leagues. But you you can't you know pick out Turner in this lineup because there's two Turners, and I think you know the younger <laughs> one's even better than the redhead. So <laughs> yeah, um, 
yeah justin looks like he's a character from game of thrones or something <laughs> but i'm sure that's that joke's been made before but you know those of us new to baseball it's a that, that's what i'm that's what i'm saying there <laughs> he looks like he didn't look like a baseball player as much as he looks yeah. like a like he's gonna uh i don't know summon some yeah. dragons or something all right to be so honest me- i'm happy to be honest i'm happy we don't have to deal with max muncie that guy's been killing us. Now yeah. you, you just you just jumped in right my next question. So for <laughs> for the non baseball folks out there, what what happened with Max Muncy and Kershaw? So I was expecting to kind of tune in and see these guys, but they're both uh, out for the year. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you can see Kershaw in the tire commercials. He looks pretty good in those. But <laughs> uh, he had an elbow flare up right before the season ended, and you know that's the story for him in the postseason. A lot of times, it's either poor poor performance or an injury, and then you know Muncy, I think hyperextended his elbow on a play at first mm. to end the year he's not he's might be back next round god forbidding they get through but that's a that's a guy in the heart of the orna that you know they're really missing just like we're missing belt and i think it's pretty much net even with the two of them yeah he was their best hitter this year if i if i um did yeah. my research correctly yeah um but, but we, it- we missed belt just as much as they missed monthly yeah, that's a good point. Defensively as well. Um, anything you want else you want to get to? I want to keep this keep this keep this brief. But anything else the the fans out there should know, like, especially like you know, I, I imagine our audience being the the casual baseball fan that that really only tunes in for playoff baseball. Maybe they're a Giants fan in in September and October every year. Um, and so just coming back to the sport after a hiatus of the world series of 2010, 2012, 2014. Um, it's been a long road back here for the, uh, the giants, this spot. So, um, anything, uh, you want to, to add to, to, to those fans? Fill them in yeah, on. I just, you know, I know, you know, just don't take it for granted. We, we had a nice run in the 2010 through 2014, made the postseason in 2016 and haven't sniffed it since. So, you know, these opportunities don't come up very often. Um, and I'd say don't feel, you know, embarrassed or um, guilty if you're just tuning in late in the season because the more fans, the better. And finally, what would this mean for the Giants if they could get this done tomorrow night uh, and, and beyond this postseason? Is this like a kind of like late title run for the future Hall of Famers on the team? Or is this the start of um, something new for the Giants and maybe another potential run here of, of playoff teams in the coming years? Uh, you know, earlier in the year, I was looking ahead, expecting Belt, Posey, Crawford to be traded at the deadline, but obviously things worked out differently. So, you know, Crawford's under contract for a couple more years, Belt's up in the air, Posey's, we got club option on, so we'll see two out of three of them back. Um, so we're, I'm, we're not closing the book on this core yet, but obviously this would be, you know, amazing feat to achieve in 2010 when we're, look, or 2021, when we're looking at, you know, the same guys, you know, doing it in 2010. So, yeah, I just, you know, got, got to get a lot of love for those three guys and appreciate the dedication and the, the ability they've, they've been able to achieve on the field. So um, I don't think it's an end of an era, but it's, it's going to be a transition in the next few years here to get some young guys up there. Yeah, pretty awesome stuff. Well, I'd love to have you back on if we, uh, if we make it to the World Series and, uh, but there's no F's here, Matt. There's, there's, there's only ones. Yeah. But first off, we got to win tomorrow night's game. And that'll be, it'll be fun to watch. And uh, I'm sure the city will be really vibing tomorrow night. So I'm excited. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah. It was a lot of, fun. of course. Of course. Thank you so much for your knowledge and in, in, insight. All right. You have a good one. Thanks, Matt. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.